What's up, fanboys and fangirls? It's Mike and Mark here from LRMOnline.com, bringing you another episode of LRM TV Podcast. And in this week's episode, we got two topics to discuss. And the first topic is, unfortunately, the sad news that came out this past week of the passing of Adam West, the original Batman, Batman 66, Batman the movie. Everything you know about Batman can be drawn all the way back to Adam West's portrayal of Batman. And so Mark and I are going to basically break down what Adam West meant to both of us and how his portrayal of Batman carried Batman from 1966 all the way up until 1989 until we got Michael Keaton's Batman 89 version with Tim Burton. And that portrayal of Batman, how it personifies the era of Batman of the 60s and 70s. And then to wrap up the show, staying on the Batman level in honor of Adam West, we're going to break down Gotham season finale, what we liked, what we didn't like, and some of the questions that we kind of are pondering now leading into next season. So stay tuned, and when you get a chance, please give us a, a review on iTunes or SoundCloud and let us know how we're doing. Thanks. Okay, um, so this past week on June 9th, we uh, got some unexpected news, uh, and it was the passing of one of our all-time favorite Batman, um, and that'd be Adam West. He had a short battle with leukemia, um, mostly known for his role as Batman from the uh, TV series in 1966 that lasted about three years, also starred in Batman the movie, which came out in 1966 as well, uh, Adam West saw basically unbelievable f fame from this role. And basically, he was known as the original Batman, even though he was the third person to play Batman on television. The previous two basically uh, were, you know, never taken off as, as much as Adam West did. And he brought comic books to life and you know almost every single person in the comic world um, probably you know can attribute two people as their influential people into getting into comics or having that belief in comics if you're over the age of 30 plus and that'd probably be Christopher Reeve and Adam West and so to hear the news that Adam West passing away kind of hurt me because it's kind of the beginning of the end of my childhood almost even though I wasn't born in 1966 and this is more of my dad's Batman I grew up um and in a time period where there really wasn't a Batman until 89 with Michael Keaton so the only Batman that I knew of was Adam West you know as a young kid and every so often having on Saturday morning television getting reruns of the 1966 Batman series along with the Batman, the movie that would play every so often that actually my grandfather had recorded on VHS. So, <laughs> um, Mark, do you have any fond memories of, uh, you know, the Batman 66 or Adam West version of Batman? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that 
it's you know it's kind of like you said up until um <clears throat> you know really up until um Batman 89 <clears throat> excuse me um that that was what we had um you know I remember uh really my dad getting me into the comic books um just from such a young age and so that was the really the first um you know version of batman that i'd ever seen on screen because my dad was such a fan um and then i even remember i mean you know that's something that my my grandmother who is 90 you know watched with my my mom and and uncle when they were younger um so just you know just the generations that it spans over um i feel like you know the batman um you know 66 and adam with adam west in general I just feel like that it's such a like a timeless actor and something that everybody um, was aware of, because especially during that time, if you think about it, you know, obviously they didn't have all of the, you know, crazy amount of channels that we have now. Right. So to, you know, when Batman came on, like that was one of the main things that came on during that time. And that was, you know, what a lot of people would watch. So I feel like it's something that, um, you know, even if people weren't a Batman fan per se, like they, they knew what it was and they more than likely watched it. Um, and I just remember even watching it at my, uh, you know, grandma and grandpa's when I was, uh, younger, even with both of them and my uncle. So, um, you know, from, from definitely, uh, you know, Adam West being an amazing, um, you know, actor and just individual in general. But then from that nostalgic point of view, it was kind of like you said, it was this kind of, um, really this ending of an era. Yeah, I mean, and think about this too. This is what amazes me about Adam West and this show was that it only lasted three seasons. They got a, a TV movie out of it. Um, but from 1966 to 1989, the popularity was consistent of, you know, of Adam West being Batman. And, you know, mm-hmm. there are stories that basically... Um, Adam had a, a hard time finding work afterwards, you know, after the show was canceled because so many people had just known him as Batman. And that's just saying something that you look at all the other um, gentlemen that have played Batman, um, whether movie or animated versions that we've seen or even TV versions now that we have. And almost every other one has been able to find work afterwards and has been successful. Um you know, even George Clooney was able to survive, you know, survive his career, that. you know, his career was <laughs> right, able to survive. Seriously. Um, but it was tough for Adam West and it's almost like it, you know, he, he got the, the brunt end of the stick because even Christopher Reeves is Superman, you know, everyone remembers Christopher Reeves as Superman, but he has a hell of a acting career as well. And so, um, mm-hmm. I had to look to really see, to do some research on the, you know, Adam West's filmography and, Basically, he starred in or was a part of 60 movies and also made guest appearances, mainly as himself um, or on over 80 television shows. But ultimately, there are only two things he's remembered for, and that's Batman 66 and being on Family Guy as Mayor Adam West. <laughs> you know? um, but the, the just astounding you don't see that today a tv show that only lasts three seasons has that much popularity and staying power um to it no and you know i think i think that is um you know kind of uh one of the areas where you know an individual was typecast kind of early 
you know? Yeah, um, I would say Like so. you said, there, <clears throat> there really wasn't a lot else at that time. And, you know, because of the just the availability of it, um, you know, I think really is what kind of and I mean, and, and that's obviously nothing to take away from Adam West or his, you know, acting ability or anything like that. Wasn't it's not that it was merely just oh, there wasn't a lot of other things going on at all, um, you know. But it was just, uh, you know, because of that, I think it, it's why some people have such a, um, you know, a large I- idea of exactly who he is. And it's interesting too because you know if you if you go back and watch Batman. Um, 66 or, or any of them really like you gotta love them but my gosh I mean obviously they were extremely campy oh you know, without a doubt I mean um, they were definitely made but I think for that's, the, the younger yeah. audience oh yeah and I think that's kind of what makes the movie or you know what makes the show what it was though you know I mean I remember when Batman 89 came out and uh, my friend down the street and I were going to go see it and we were um, telling his, his mom about it and she was like oh yeah and she talked about how she thought like the you know bang and pow and boom and everything was going to be in it and we're like oh no this is a this <laughs> is a very different uh, this is a very different Batman now so yeah I mean think of the the darkness it went from you had Adam West's version of Batman for close to you know 25 years and then boom it hits you with batman 89 and just takes a different version of it and goes more dark knight response to it um sure yeah i mean thank god I, my childhood had batman as adam west because uh, i don't know how it would have turned out if i had just known only michael Keaton's <laughs> version of batman it would probably be yeah right a lot more darker and a lot more you know emotional than my fun going self today right absolutely um, what, <clears throat> speaking on the goofiness and the kind of the campiness of the show, what is your favorite all time back gadget from the 66? Oh man. Oh. I mean, this is going to be the cliche one to go to, but it is, it is so just out of left field, obviously was the, uh, the shark repellent. The shark repellent. Yep. <laughs> from, the, from the movie. Yep. I, yeah. I just, I, it was, you know, always keep your shark repellent I mean, on your little bat belt. Yeah, like who would have a shark repellent? And like shark repellent, what is that? Even? You know, I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I thought the shark repellent would probably be the go-to one for me. Yeah, I don't know if it would be like, an, I like because I, I go back and forth with the gadgets, but I think where the show had the biggest impact was having all the different transportation vehicles that. Batman had. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that kind of opened up the door for because it was the Batmobile, then the the Bat motor or the Bat cycle, then you had the Bat boat, the, the Bat helicopter. I like that opened up the door because in the comic books, really the only thing that Batman had was the Batmobile. Really, it wasn't introduced till after sixty six. Uh, you know, Batman sixty six that they really kept the Batmobile as a mainstay in actual you know, transportation yeah, vehicle. That's true. And they didn't really start thinking about doing a bat boat or anything like that. So I think it was I think the bat copter, just because I mean who hel- who who has a helicopter, you know, just hanging around and stuff like that. That is true. Um and how he was able to save, you know, Batman from the the shark because remember he's hanging from the the what is it? The ladder? Oh the yeah, ladder. Well, the being, ladder, the and the ladder. shark's on his foot, and he's spraying the shark with the shark oh, repellent yeah. and stuff. 
Um, yeah, just I mean, there's that, that, oh my gosh, that movie in general was just, <laughs> it was classic. something, you know, <clears throat> what, and, okay. So who is your favorite, um, bat villain from, uh, from, from those seasons? Oh, um, definitely, uh, Joker. Was it, uh, George Romero as the Joker? Yeah. Cesar Romero. Wasn't Cesar, it? Cesar, Cesar Romero. Yeah. I always get the, yeah, the best, the best part about him was that they had, um, he refused to shave his mustache. Right, and they had to paint over it. <laughs> yeah, and and when you look really closely, like my gosh, you can tell. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Um, and then there's Julie... I liked some of the I liked all oh, Julie Newmar as Julie um, Newmar's Cat... Catwoman, but she was only on for the first season. That was it. That's right. I enjoyed some of the um, lesser known ones, I guess, as well. Um, but do you remember? Oh shoot! What was his name? Was it Professor Eggman or Eggman or something like that? Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Right. Um, he was. Oh, was it? Maybe it wasn't Professor. I don't know. It was just Eggman. But man, he was quite campy indeed. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, their um, their version of Mister Freeze too. Do you remember him? Yes, yes, I do now. Now oh, that you mention that, yeah, he was something too. Um, remember but, uh, the, the Joker guy who played the, the riddle. Or the no. guy who played the Riller was really good too. I forget what his name was. Um, shoot, I forget what his name was, but he he was really good too. Um, yeah, and that he had to wear the skin tight, uh, yeah, green spandex yeah. and everything. Yeah, oh, I'm sure, I love that. Um, and, then, and then Jim Carrey Egghead. did the same thing. Egghead was a, Egghead. That's yep, it. He was the character. Egghead. But there was, was bad so character, many. Yeah, oh my gosh, there were so many bad ones. They were there, but I mean, think about it. You had the beginnings of that type of, you know, um, you, the like the the villains of the weekly villains almost added into shows and stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, I have the like the box set of all the Batman movies, like Tim Burton and, right. and all of them. Um, and it was really interesting. Um, what I read in one of or geez, what I read, what I uh, saw in one of like the behind the scenes stuff, um, because when they were talking about, you know, they were talking about Batman 66 and then the Tim Burton um, movies and even the Joel Schumacher movies. And they were kind of like, well, you know, everybody kind of has their own ones. They like, you know, some people obviously hate uh, Batman Returns and some of the other ones and some people love it. And the interesting thing that I had never really thought of is that they said, you know, each each show or each movie um, kind of covers a different um, either decade or, or genre within Batman, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting because I never really thought about it like that. Like, I mean, if you think about the 60s and 70s, you know, the especially the sixties, the, the comics were really campy. You know, that's when Batman had, you know, his huge, like his huge, you know, the huge with, coin that yeah. he got and, and, you know, and all that. And it was interesting. And I never really thought of it in that way, but, um, but it is, you know, a hundred percent true. So it's, it's a pretty cool way to think about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it holds the test of time. I mean, the show does because, it reflects the time of the comic book generation that will always stay alive. And it's that, you know, that great, you know, golden age type of comics where it wasn't about being serious and it wasn't about reflecting on current events. And it was just about having a good time, basically escaping from your, your daily life and, you know, being mm-hmm. caught up in something in 
fantasy world and stuff. And I think it doesn't hold it if it's not Adam West as Batman because the way he just perceived, like he grew into that role or just became Batman and that voice and the way he portrayed himself was just 100% what needed to be like he reflected that 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 era of Batman really well absolutely yeah because you know the golden age Batman wasn't as serious wasn't you know dark and brooding and always pissed off at the world and and stuff it was he was a detective First and right. foremost, that was, and that's what Adam West became. It was in, um, it was funny uh, or it was interesting reading about him and stuff. Is that what drew him to Batman? As a young kid reading comic books, was that he was in love with Sherlock Holmes and detective stories like that. And so when he had the opportunity to star as Batman, that's ex- you know exactly as he took it on is this is going to be a detective story. And sure enough, I mean it was campy, it was corny, it was fun. It was like a to almost a live version of Scooby Doo, you know, in right. a sense, but it was still at the at the same time a detective type show. So, funny story about Adam West. When I was a young kid, probably about six or seven years old, my dad took me to a baseball card um, uh, show where a couple of baseball players were signing autographs, and Adam West was in the corner of the show signing autographs as well. And my dad was a you know huge fan of the show growing up and everything. And at that time I didn't really know who Adam West was. I just knew about Batman. So my dad's like, do you want to meet Batman? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So <laughs> my dad had no money at all. All he had was a baseball that he was going to get signed by some baseball player. But instead he used that baseball and paid the money to get Adam West's autograph. Adam, oh man! Adam West literally looks at my dad. And he goes, "You realize I'm not a baseball player." And he's like, <laughs> in in his you know his Batman voice, you know, and stuff. I am not a baseball player. You realize that? <laughs> and my dad's like, "Yes, sir. I know. I know who you are. That's awesome." You know, and stuff. Um, but I just I don't have. Um, you know, any money to get anything else. And we were here for, I forgot the baseball player's name. It wasn't, I guess it wasn't that important. And so he explained it and he was like, oh, okay. So he signed the baseball for me. So I still have that. And he, <laughs> there was no one around. And we literally talked to him for a good solid like 10 minutes. And he showed me all his outfit. He brought all this stuff in. Literally oh, wow. people just walking by and they would just say, oh, there's Adam West. Not a big deal or anything like that. Because this was mid or late 80s so it was right before um 89 batman with michael keaton so the you know the popularity yeah. hadn't really taken off yet so you know people were just you know that could recognize them oh hey it's wow. adam west and stuff like that but literally stood there and talked to him for about 10 minutes and he told me all about his days being batman and stuff and me as a kid i'm thinking who the hell is this guy he's not batman and stuff, yeah right you know. but sure enough that's not what batman looks like yeah no, he's the greatest guy in the world. I think, um, you know, I've gotten to meet a lot of athletes and actors and stuff, and he's one of the, the few that I still remember and had a great time meeting with and stuff. So it's it's tough to, to hear that he's gone. Yeah. So. All right. Well, in honor of Adam West and moving on, um, I think it's only fit that we basically cover one show and 
one show only, and that would be the season finale of Gotham. Um, and this was an eventful episode, would you yeah. say? There was a lot yeah, going on. Um, two-parter, just if you, if you blinked, you probably missed something on that end. So, Oh, yeah. Overall, what were your thoughts? How did this season end for you? You know, I I liked it. I you know, I've been I would say probably on the more pessimistic side of Gotham this past year. I've been mm-hmm. pretty critical of it. Um, but you know what? It I, I tell you what. I thought this um, I thought this season finale was done well. I just um, I thought story wise it was pretty good. Um, you know, there was obviously still some parts that I, I, I don't know. I still found the touch blood thing kind of weird, but uh-huh. you know, that's whatever that's, that's being, that's being picky at this point. There were a lot of like really good things that, um, I thought, um, that they did. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just, I thought that they made up for some of the stuff throughout the season. I just wish some of the storylines and some of the things that they talked about um, in the season finale could have been elaborated on throughout the entirety of the season. Uh, just because, you know, the the Court of Owls were such an anticlimactic, like, group in this um, season, you know, because... Yeah, I had thought that, um, you know, we had all kind of talked about we thought they were going to be the main antagonist, and they kind of were, but then you found out, obviously, that um, the League was using them, which is fine, and then all of a sudden it was just like, well, they were used and done with, but I I felt that they could have been used in a different sort of way. Um, You know, but with that said, uh, I think that, um, you know, having the storyline with with Fish was good, and I think I, I think that that's probably done now too. Fish's um, Fish's role, I think. Um, and uh, let's see who else. I mean. There were just so many things. I'm trying to like wrap my mind around right. everything that happened. You know, l- l- um, let, me, let me stop you here. Do you think that the Court of Owls could have been done without, and just basically because we find out that oh ultimately yeah, Ra's out goal was the manipulator of everything that's gone on with Bruce so far this season. So wouldn't mm-hmm. it just been better to just not even have the court of owls and just maybe done a, I don't know, a secret society, not, not necessarily court of owls, secret society, but just maybe, uh, you know, in oh, no, I... that control Gotham that had an influence on, on Bruce and just leave it like that. And that they were controlled by, you know, yeah, by Ron. I, you know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, you know, honestly, the court, I personally think, could have had their uh, a much better storyline. Yeah. Um, I would say, and uh, yeah, I, I I thought that that was handled kind of poorly. Um, but you know, with that said, I think that uh, well, because you know, if you think about it, in season two. Um, I felt like they were kind of when they had Theo Gallivant. Remember that? Right. I felt that they were almost doing the whole court thing with him. It you know, like they that. had like, like the, that's what we originally thought it was going to be. Right, right. But it wasn't, and that's fine. But then, yeah, I don't, 
I don't know, man. I just I think that that was actually one of their weaker points this season. Um, that in the in the touch blood thing, I think they they did well with the Riddler and Cobblepot, and you can tell that's kind of the way they're going to continue to go, which I mm-hmm. think is a smart move. Yep, I agree. Um, and I, I think that really needs to be the focus, and I think they probably realize that and realize they need to do, you know, something. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, so much happened that I'm trying to like. <laughs> even go back through my mind, everything that went down, you know, I think, um, you know, uh, fish coming to what I feel is her actual demise, demise. now. I thought that was um, good because that kind of wraps up that storyline. It, it yeah. that wraps up that character. I thought bringing her back for this, it wasn't long. It wasn't drawn out. Sure. It was something that kind of needed to be done. Cause the way she left off at the beginning of the season, just walking off with strange, didn't sit right. well with me. Well, and not only that, but I, I also liked how I, I had kind of thought we maybe already knew a good deal about, um, you know, uh, Penguin's character and this and that, just because he is Penguin and whatnot. Right. I had felt that, yeah, you know, maybe we have an idea of his origin story, but we got a lot more from it now. You know, we got this, um, you know, we got, really where he gets a lot of his inspiration from, you know? Right. Now, now come to find out that, you know, it's, it's fish. Who is the one that's like, because that's the thing, you know, he's never really respected anyone. Like, I guess kind of Don Falcone and those guys, but there was always something about fish, always something about fish, you know, that he respected, feared, whatever it may have been all the above. Um, and to, to, you know, for him to, you know, finally get, get her to be like, you know, make the city yours or, or burn it sort of a thing. Um, you know, I, I just thought it made sense and right. it, was, it was neat to see that. Um, now, you know, where that leaves some of the other individuals like Barbara and this and that, I, I don't know if you want to get into that at a different point, but, um, you know, I just I felt like there were some closure on some things, not so much on some other things. Um, you know, because I I don't know how much closure we actually have on Barbara, to be honest. All right, so let's talk about that then. Okay, so Barbara, that was the the, the kind of the the twist turner of this episode that really I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, so. I knew there was tension between Tabitha and Barbara, or like they were setting it up. Um, right, know, because of, of course, in in history, women two women can never work together and be right. you know truly partners for forever. It, it always one double crosses the other and backstab. So Tabitha's jealousy and rage finally takes over um, and takes out Barbara. Now the teaser is is that we've been um, been told and it was supposed you know by a couple cast members that we were going to see a Harley Quinn um, appearance in the finale. That did not happen. And there's been rumors right. that Harley Quinn will be in next season. And everyone has kind of assumed it's going to be Barbara because of the relationship Barbara had already with, um, who was the, the Jerome. character? Jerome. And, Jerome. And, and that whole, the origin of Jerome and stuff um, with uh, Theo Gallivan. So, 
do you feel is this the end of Barbara? Is she dead or is she coming back? Because this this I is think Gotham. Yeah, yeah, I think she's coming back. Um, and the only thing, like you know, you and I had kind of talked about this. The only thing I think you have to be careful of sometimes is how many times you kill off a character. Without a doubt, you know, because I, I I think fish has been killed off what time- twice, you know. Yeah, and I mean, Barbara kind of has too, right? Because yep. she took like the big plunge off the building the one time, and I just that's fine. But then there there gets to be a point I think where it kind of loses, um, kind of loses its appeal. Right, I agree. You know, at least for certain characters. So, you know, that's fine. It, I, I like Barbara's character. I, I hope they keep Barbara's character um, somehow, but. I also think that, you know, maybe not kill her off again. <laughs> I would you be okay with Barbara being Harley Quinn? Um, you know, I don't I don't know because I that there seems to be a pretty big age difference. I mean, I guess not huge, but a decent age difference between she and Jerome, right? Right. And Jerome's supposed may, to be I mean, a Joker. May, right. I mean, maybe not, but I yeah, I don't know, man. I just that's what I kind of struggle with a little bit. That that might I feel like that might be kind of pulling a little too much, you know? Yeah, uh, I um especially see because I could have seen if maybe they found out that maybe Barbara's name wasn't really Barbara and it was Harlan Quinzel. Um, right. They just did that with Butch and Butch's name being Cyrus Gold, uh, you know, aka. Uh, Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy, and so you can't do that with two, you know, characters that close and everything. Um, so I don't know how the the writers would spin it if they were to make Barbara Harlan Quinzel. So in my eyes, I think Barbara needs to stay dead. Um, yeah, I just don't see. But do you him. think she will? No, I mean this yeah, show sorry. basically brings people back from the dead, you know, ten, twelve yeah. times. Penguins died twice, right? He was shot, and well, let's see. So he was supposed Gordon was supposed to shoot him in the back of the head, didn't kicks him into right. the and he swims all across, all the way across the bay. <laughs> I don't know how the hell he does that, and then right. doesn't he fall off a cliff? Or, I don't know. I mean. Well, you know that, I mean, the other thing is, you know that, um, who is it, um, like Riddler, he, like, he's obviously not dead. Oh, hell you know? no, he's just bl- frozen in ice, I mean. Frozen, it, right. So, it'll be interesting, uh, I, I, and what was interesting to me is that with Barbara being dead, I thought Barbara would have been the one to mentor Selena, and instead, yeah. we get Tabitha as being the mentor for Selena making that transformation into Catwoman, which I actually liked. I, I thought that was a good Yeah, I, you know, I, I like that too. I think that's I think that's good. I think that's interesting. And once again, I think it's something that kind of makes sense. You it know? does. It does make sense. Um, 100%. I agree with you on that. The... The... the like, just wondering how... They're going to work the Catwoman storyline into next year. Thank God they kind of got away from the, the Bruce Selena love story because that's oh, over. Gosh. Um, yeah. But that, I mean, I think that was a smart move 100% to 
make Tabitha being the mentor of Selena. Um, yeah. In that way. I just don't. Yeah, I think that was one of the smarter moves. Yeah. And then let's see. So the one, the one thing that kind of stuck out for me from this two part finale is Bruce going away. Okay. So let's, let's, let me rewind this. Right. So we find out Roz has been in control this entire time of Bruce. He has Bruce under his spell. Orders him to... Which, I do like Roz. I, th- I think they did a good yes. casting uh, yeah. job there. Yeah, the, the Roz Al Ghul, I'll give credit to. This has been, you know, the casting for the show has been pretty much spot on. Um, but, so, Roz commands Bruce to kill Alfred. He does, breaks the spell, saves yeah, Alfred. Yeah, crazy. Alfred and Bruce have this heart-to-heart conversation about finding his true north whatever that means. Um, and then <laughs> Bruce decides to, to become the vigilante, um, you know, of, of, of Batman in a sense, because at the end of the, the season finale, we get Bruce saving a family in the same setting that his parents were killed in and him looking out at the, at, climbing up to the rooftop and looking out upon the city. So, is do you think that this version of Batman of Got with Gotham, they're basically gonna say, you know what, Bruce never does go away. He just basically learns how to fight while being Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Yeah, I don't know, but he needs to go away. And I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I like what they did with Bruce's character in this episode, but that's the best honestly that they've done with them and you know i i think that once again the focus is on you know on the villains like that's what that's what we want to know about like mm-hmm. what you know we want to know these origins because we have you know the idea of of batman's origin is fairly you know kind of current i guess if you if you take the you know batman begins version of it obviously but yeah, I don't know, man. I just I think I think they need to I don't know do something do something else there, you know, and just let him go away. It it doesn't honestly even have to be for the entire season. Don't make it be for the entire season. I mean, I'd be fine with that, but you know, if you don't want to do that, don't make it the entire season, and then um, you know, bring him back, whatever it is that you want to do, um, and, and go from there. But I just uh, I don't know. I think it'd be smarter if they cut some ties with with him for a little bit um see to me it's tough because the way the show has gone basically we've we've kind of the the writers have thrown out the whole concept of batman creating these villains because right for so long and so many movies and tv shows we're led to believe that if you don't have batman you don't have a lot of these criminals and in this Mm -hmm. storyline it's flipped it's you have all these criminals and this kind of creates batman and right you know it's not just a mob you know it's not just a one-time incident where a man you know or a boy loses his parents or the mob is taken over the city it is this city is literally being run by crazy people so sure I could see it 
you know, almost as this is his training ground now and maybe have Roz take him away, like you said, maybe for a little bit to teach him, you know, some some ways to, to protect himself. But ultimately, the, the the setting is is basically there. The city is, you know, in dismay and it's being run by not just crime bosses, but by legit, you know, crazy people that are, you know, like a freeze, a, a, you know... Um, right, Catwoman and stuff like that. So I could almost see it where, like you said, Bruce goes away for, you know, a couple episodes, and you know we get it maybe a backstory really quick of that he's training with Roz, or some sort of type of, you know, group in learning how to defend himself, and then coming back in and tearing up house. And see, that's the thing. I think, I think he needs to go away for a little while, and my reasoning for that is. I feel like he needs to go away in order for Gotham to really go into this deep, dark chaos, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting there obviously, but I think with him going away, it's even more of a reason for that to happen. Right. You know? And so it needs to be that he returns and, oh my gosh, like, look how bad, look how bad everything's gotten. Yeah, oh, I sort I of could, a situation. Yeah, I mean that's he basically leaves saying, "Okay, it's it's bad. Let me go train and stuff." Like that. And he comes back and it's ten times worse. And he's like, "Oh, exactly, oh, shit. right." You know? Well, because you know, if if Penguin is going to get the Iceberg Lounge going, you right. know, and then which I let me tell you something. I love that. I love that they got the oh, Iceberg yeah. Lounge in. Like, yeah, I think that's great. They've been teasing it for well, so I mean, long. Well, it it makes sense too because obviously he's. You know, had all these nightclubs and all these different things. So right. now it's it's the one that we all know about. Yeah, I, I thought that was brilliant to to, to finally incorporate that in. Um, I just the the question I like I keep going back to is is that where can you go now, like bigger in than this right. in season four? I mean, this is going to be something. I don't know if the show, like, where you could take it. I mean, you, we still have now, well, we now have Solomon Grundy. The Tetch Blood virus is still out there. Um, maybe we start to see a true Catwoman. We now have the full-fledged Penguin. We'll probably get Riddler back at some point in time. Jerome is on the loose, right? With his messed yep. up face. Um I think the way to go is to honestly, um, I, th- I think it needs to be a power struggle thing again. Like, I think it needs to be, you know, all like now that some of the people have established themselves Riddler and, um, you know, some of these other individuals, I think it needs to be this huge, um, uh, power struggle for, you know, by the big by the big names, I think if they kind of went almost a route that's like, um, you know, kind of the Arkham City route almost. Mm-hmm. That was very much like Have it territories it yep. and and yeah, I think if they did that, that would be, um, you know, I think that would be interesting to have, you know, e- you know, certain characters have their ground. 
and and that's you know what um it's kind of like how they did it with the mob with the falcones and um, yeah and yeah uh maronis maronis uh-huh. right and the maronis yeah absolutely have yep. penguin have his own territory maybe jerome with his followers have their own territory um you know, I and would, you have a like. Look, you could get Hatter involved in it now, right? Mad Hatter, right? Because I mean, because look who you know, um, Tabitha, um, and, yep, with with Selena and so forth. Yep, I could definitely see that. The one character I would like to see next season, now that they're kind of, they basically have thrown out the the origin stories from the comic books, is have a true Harvey Dent Two Face. Yeah, cause, yeah, I agree with that. You know, if we're gonna go because i mean we basically said you know the show is basically said whatever you've read in the comic books keep it there you know that's their version this is our version we're gonna mm-hmm. have all these different characters come in and, and be be the way they are which is great this is fine you know that's, that's i think that's what attracts us to the show is that it's different it's something that we don't know and don't um don't see the future of and stuff and um and I think that's why we keep coming back to it. And it's definitely gotten better each season. So, yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. The the last thing I want to hit on, the Ross the Ross piece. How much oh, bigger yeah. would you so this was a big revelation to me. Like to have Ra's al Ghul, even though it wasn't a big role and he wasn't, you know, over the entire season, um, how much would you play that into next season? Because it seems like they're taking it as Roz is going to be the person who influences Bruce the most to become Batman. Right. Um, so, oh man, I I don't want them to overdo it um, because I want it to be handled better than than the court was. And I yeah. think, you know, I think what happened is they kind of came out raring to go with the court and they're like, all right, here's what it's going to be. This is going to be great. And we all kind of thought that. And then it was very kind of anticlimactic. And I don't want to see them do that with the league. I think they should kind of um, maybe, you know, kind of a little bit here and there, maybe. Um, but I don't think it needs to be, I don't think it needs to be a focus, at least not a full season focus, like what they tried to do with the court this year. Cause like I said, I really, I really think that was more of a wasted opportunity. What happened with the, with the court. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Kind of less is more with this situation. Um, mm-hmm. it's almost, it's better that we don't know or we don't dive too much, too much farther into this storyline or even the, how Bruce becomes Batman because, that's one thing I don't think they should even bother trying to change. They've changed so many other storylines, you know, Gordons to the Penguins, the Riddlers, the every single character. I, I think the one mainstay you got to keep is kind of Bruce's storyline of becoming Batman and them flirting with it with the Ra's al Ghul thing this early on is okay because, you know, yeah. we had the Batman Begins version where, you know, basically Ra's created, you know, Bruce to become Batman. Um, right you know or at least helped them pat that way so i think if they show that just a you know a little bit of help of Roz's direction and guidance towards bruce that's it but i don't think like you said it doesn't need to be a um as boosted up as a court of owls type deal 
No, I mean, send Bruce to to search for Roz, you know, so I don't know, something along those lines that, that, that could take him out and for a little while and make sense, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it needs to be the focus. I, I really do think the focus should be, you know, on, um, on the villains that are already established and, you know, have them fight for turf you know, stuff like that, because, I mean, the the idea of the freaks are, you know, was very much established this um, this season. And, you know, having. You know, I, that's I liked having when Barbara and Butch and all of them were on Barbara's side. But then obviously Penguin had his freaks to, that were going against them. You know, right. those little type of team ups, I think, are are good and what they need to focus on, because really, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of these individuals are not going to, uh, going to work well with others, obviously, because of their, you know, narcissism and need for control. So, you know, focus on that. That's where you get a lot of the twists and everything. No, I definitely agree. I definitely get what, where this show's strength lies in is in, is in the villains and they're, constant battle for for power and strength and stuff and it's it's worked out really well so So another season down of gotham we got one more to go um and along with arrow flash and all the other shows that we've been watching um just coming up uh fall and we're highly anticipating uh these seasons to to continue the stories that we we truly love so that's it for Mark and I this week. It's a little bit shorter of an episode because we're starting to wrap the TV series up. Um, that's basically our last one. And then uh, starting next week, we're going to start branching out a little bit more, talking about more reflective pieces of um, you know comic book general concepts and you know where they lie in the TV universes and where they lie in the movie universes. So uh, make sure you check out our other podcast as well with Comic Uno, re- uh, Comic Uno's Weekly Roundup. Uh, nine panel grid and also the return of los fanboys podcast where uh joseph jammer medina brings it back and with two new guest hosts um also we're going to try to be doing uh more of a rotating panel of hosts on this show and talk about more of the topics you know in the film industry that you guys love to hear about so that's it from us um make sure if you get a chance to Give us a nice review on iTunes or <laughs> give us a poor review. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. That's what we're here to learn about. Um, so, you know, every little bit counts. 